Welcome to A Cult of One, a podcast that explores why toxic relationships, groups, or ideologies are so addictive, why they're so pervasive, and what makes anyone susceptible to a cult of one, or many. Today, our guest is a smart and beautiful Sierra. She's creating a safe space online for those healing from being in a relationship with a narcissist. You can follow Sierra on Instagram at Sierra with an extra A-C-I-A-R-A-A-N-Y-C, where she consistently puts out informative content on narcissism. Sierra is kind enough to join us today to speak with us about her personal relationship with narcissists and what effect that's had on her. When did you start posting? Because we are also new to posting about narcissism and like finding the words for it because we were in shit relationships. But, um, you know, to make a podcast, I feel like it really stuck with us. Something really shifted in us when we were in those relationships with being a narcissist. With narcissists, they have narcissistic traits, whatever. We're not therapists, so we're not trying to diagnose people. <laughs> um, when did you start posting? What was the catalyst that made you be like, you know what, I'm going to go on social media and tell people to get out of these shit relationships? Yeah, like that's a question that is very hard for me to answer because I don't I don't know. But I can tell you when I started to record, um, I started I went on a vacation to Mexico and I was I was this is my first vacation without my ex supposedly narcissist. Okay. And I had a very peaceful time and I was like, wow, like this is how a vacation should feel. And I was like, maybe I should talk about like my experience with being with a narcissist supposedly. Right. I don't, I don't, I can't diagnose him, but I believe that he was a narcissist or is a narcissist. I also, another, another thing too, I also felt like I was silenced and even though we have no contact, I felt like he was silencing me by not even communicating with me. And I was like, no, I don't want to be silenced. And I feel like people need to know about this stuff because there's a lot of narcissists in this world. There's a lot. And I started to help my friends. I, was, I, they, I, don't, I don't think they, they have data narcissists. Maybe they don't know, but I, I recommend them, them books to read. I said, listen, read this book just in case you come into contact with one and you know the red flags and that's pretty much what I did, but I don't really have like this fascinating story as to like, you know, why I started. It was main, mainly because I felt like I was silenced and I didn't want to feel like I was being silenced. And I also wanted to help people because I joined a um, support group when I was in a relationship um, to, to help people from, to heal from, you know, dealing with narcissists. And that saved my life. Maybe that's my story. Like it saved my life from, from, yeah, like it did. It did. It, it saved my life. I was, I was physically abused. So it, I, I didn't, and it, and it, he kind of made me feel like I was, I, I kind of deserved that. And then when I talked about it in a group that of people who experienced the same thing, it kind of helped me get out of that relationship. And they told me like, basically like, Sierra, are you crazy? Like this person's going to like, try to like really harm you. And it was like a wake up call and they kind of had related stories to me and it helped me get out, definitely. So I guess that's my story. I thought I had, didn't have one, but yeah, <laughs> it saved my life. So then I wanted to help others. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, thank you. First of all, um, I feel like it's so hard to break down when you're in the relationship, uh, how you're feeling, because like you were saying, you were silenced. Did you feel like when you were in it, um, your thoughts also were like suppressed? Like you didn't really think about the things that were happening to you? Um, I knew what was happening to me, but 
I was not, I didn't, um, I didn't know if I was overreacting and being the crazy one, like feeling crazy and like overreacting, like, okay, maybe I deserve this. Or if this was literally not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if it was just like, this is not okay. I didn't understand. I didn't, I couldn't differentiate if, if mm-hmm. I was overreacting. Cause I told, I was being told that I was overreacting. I was being told that, well, my exes were okay with this and you're not, you know, like and it, it's a lie. Nobody was okay with it. It was very confusing. I was very confused until I got out of it and, and joined that support group. And they explained to me and it, it was, it, it helped me a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us feel that way, like in, in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge reason why we stay, right? Is because we're, we're being manipulated. I guess the repeating thing in my relationship that I kept being told is he was, I mean, a constant cheater. And he was always using the excuse of like, well, this is just how men are like biologically, like look at all the animals on the planet who is in monogamous relationship. But it was beyond that because there was so much lying behind it. It's like, if you want to be in an open relationship, by all means be in an open relationship. But that means that there's communication. But in our situation, it was just like, it's this way or like you're either going to have to deal with it, you know, or we can't be together. But then the second that I would pull away, it would be like, well, let's work on this. Mm-hmm. And it was like this constant, like, well, what is happening? Like, are you wanting to work on it? Or do you feel like this is just your biological yeah. <laughs> way? Which yeah. is an excuse of like why he falls into it. Right. 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 Very relatable too for me. Like, And when you're told all the time that this is the way that men are, this is the way that they are. It's, it's scary to then leave as well. Like for me, he built himself up so much. So then I didn't really know how, how to leave. Cause I felt like, well, this is the peak of people. And he's saying that this is just the way it is. So mm-hmm. why would I leave it? Right. Gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> Was this your first um, experience being like kind of walking out of a relationship and being like, whoa, that really changed me to a place, you know, or I walked out so confused or had you experienced this before? Um, yeah, definitely my first. I um, I never, honestly, before him, and this is this plays a big part into why I stayed too, um, I never was really in a relationship before. So he was like my first first relationship and I was like okay like I don't think this is right but maybe it is because I've never been in a relationship before and he would tell me that too like you don't know how a relationship is and this is how it is so yeah yeah so um definitely I walked out confused like okay like I don't I don't I don't understand anything and I, I went no contact actually twice this is my second time my second attempt I'm gonna say no contact forever but my first time I was more than utterly confused like it was like it was like it was it was a disaster like I had no idea what I went through I had no idea what trauma bond was I had no idea what codependency was I had no idea when the triangulation was all those you know different terms I didn't know what I was going through and I didn't know why I felt so I don't know why I felt the way I did which was confused and sad and hurt and somebody that did so many bad things to me I'd understand why I was missing someone who was so disgusting but my second attempt which is now I had did research while I was in the relationship. So when I left, it was way easier for me to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it was like, there was less confusion. Yeah. How did your family react when you were in a relationship? Because I'm like, we are reflections of each other in terms of like, that was my experience as well. My first relationship as well. And the shit is confusing as fuck, but it's because someone's yeah. to you, obviously. And you believe right. And then I feel like we're also faced with just this barrage of 
when you're in a relationship, this is the top tier thing to be. You need to find a man or you need to be in a relationship. I was listening to a song on the radio they were playing. It was like, he hit me like in the 60s or something. And it was, you know, popular. This idea of physical and not as spoken of mental abuse of people in relationships. It can be anyone, woman, male, them, non-binary. I feel like it happens to women a lot um, because it's so ingrained in our society. It's creepy as fuck to be like, oh, I'm not the first one to go through this. How was information kept from me? It's, you know, because what you educate people on on your site is like gaslighting, manipulation, finding the words to use that's happening to you because it's it's like being in a cult, which is why we named cult of, we named this podcast Cult of One because it's weird. It's like we have access to the internet. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. we have the resources. But if you're being siloed into a thought process, then you don't. And no one fucking talks about that shit. Well, and it's also so tough to even be able to start looking things up. Like, I, I didn't even really know where to begin. You know, mm-hmm. I think the only, like, research I was really doing it was, you know, again, because my story was a lot of cheating. So then I was, like, looking up open relationships and what that entails and what you can expect. Um, so, like... I, I had attempted an open relationship with him because I felt like that was the only way things could work. But even then, you know, I was like trying to figure out like, well, what's the kind of like the contract between the two of us? Because I never felt like I could get a contract before on like agreements of what we can expect from one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when I thought I was like go- moving into his lane, it still wasn't enough. It'll never be enough. Yeah. <sighs> so when you were in the thick of it, How was your family reacting to it? How were your friends reacting to it? And how were you walking into those spaces that didn't involve him? Well, my family didn't know. So that they didn't know. I mean, they they noticed how I was. uh, Do I want to talk about that? No, I don't want to talk about that. But as far as my friends, um, they were telling me to leave. You know, I they were the only people I can talk to because my family didn't know. So my friends, my close like three girlfriends, they knew about it and they were like, Sierra, like, this is obviously not good. Or sometimes I say, try again. And I'm like, try again. And it's like, it, it was, it was, it was too much confusion, but that they, they reacted in a way with, they, they were very supportive to me, to be honest. They were the open ear that I needed. They, 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 um, and I also like the fact how they did not, you know, like drag me out of the relationship, even though I should have probably been dragged out. But I like the fact that they, I told them, listen, I know that this is wrong and just just let me leave when I want to leave because it's going to be way worse and I'm probably going to go back if you drag me out instead of me wanting to leave by myself. I need to want to go and I, I wasn't ready yet. And then like two weeks later, I was ready and I, and I left. And I also told them I don't want to lose my friendships over this relationship. I don't want to lose my friendships because I know that this is, I'm probably like acting a little different. I'm probably like, you know, my, I'm, I'm reacting to things a little bit differently because I'm so used to dealing with someone who made me act different, you know? And I told them, please do not like, you know, stop being friends with me and, and, and just understand me that I, I, I'm going through something and I will get out eventually, but I have to do it on my own terms and when I want to, and I will be safe. That's what I told them. That's wonderful. I mean, I'm sure your friends are like so happy for you now. Do you feel like you oh yeah, <laughs> yeah? When I came home, they're like, "You're alive!" and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, they're 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 very supportive. When you started taking steps to heal yourself, which is huge, because a lot of people, which is sad to say, don't get out of that mindset or situation because it is so all consuming. Mm-hmm. So what took you there where you were like, Okay, I'm gonna start taking steps and what did you immediately start learning when you were like, Oh, okay, I can not be with this person be okay. You know, actually, uh, I had a friend that I was kind of expressing, you know, what I was kind of going through, but like very like limited, you know, I wasn't, I didn't want to go into detail, into detail because I was embarrassed. Okay. And, um, this person told me to basically look at my childhood trauma and why I am, and why am I putting up with it? You know, cause I was in a relationship for two years. So he told me, Maybe you should take a look into like yourself and stop focusing on the, on the on the narcissist and focus on you and why are you dealing with this and why are you putting up with this and why are you staying so long and why do you keep forgiving this person instead of everything okay does this person have MPD okay does this person do this why does this person do that I, I never was focused on myself ever I was always constantly trying to figure out this person and never look at me and so once I looked at myself that's when like the whole revolution came where I was like okay let me go start reading these books let me join a support group let me do this let me look into trauma bond let me look into you know codepend- I'm very codependent codependency let me look into all that stuff and everything started to make sense and it kind of got me out of it too um, along with the, the support group because I, I I took the focus off of the narcissist and trying to figure him out and figure out you know how to make him happy and and make myself happy. But it took time. It started in the relationship and he did not like me reading these books. So I stopped telling him that I was reading like, you know, the books about MPD. And he knew that I called him a narcissist to his face. Uh, he, he knew. And I would basically kind of like secretly hide the fact that I was like, you know, making my, my, I'm basically healing myself, but I wasn't really healing myself because I don't believe you can heal yourself in a relationship. I think you have to leave in order to start healing. But I was trying to, I guess, just understand before I fully left so that I would not go back. You were setting up your exit. Right, exactly. I had I had my exit plan. Yeah. I know all the tricks you're going to play to get me to stay. Right. And I know this is going to continue to be a loop. Right. And that's exactly what it was when I was leaving. Yeah, that's what it was. And when I was like, well, sorry, got to go. You know, like it was just over because because I, I knew I knew what was going to be said. Like you said, I, I knew what was going to be said. I knew how how he was going to word things. I knew it was going to sound like it was legit and it was not legit. I knew it was going to sound like, okay, I love you, but I knew that wasn't the truth. I I, I knew, but it took a long, it took not a long time, maybe like a couple of months for me to like, actually like read these books and, and, and understand what I was going through. And then I was like, okay, like, you know what? It was weird. I was like, you know, the next argument we get into, I'm just going to go. And it was like a small, small argument. It was very, very small, but I, I needed a reason to leave. And that was my reason. And it worked. So I'm not upset, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Like, oh, yeah. I can't even count how many times I left. And like, we had multiple Mm -hmm. no contact moments. But yeah, when I left, I knew I was done. You know, I definitely felt like the switch in me being like, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And it felt, it was a huge sense of relief. Oh, yeah. Which is coming because any other time, you know, it's like, crying and misery and uh and pain but this time like the last time it was like finally i can take this off my back and i can just like move forward yeah same for me too yeah <laughs> it's weird i was watching your post and it was like a bit triggering because i don't think about it 
that much like when you're in the relationship with the narcissistic person it's i think it's so bad because your mind is like totally upside down you you know take the persona or i did of the person who's hurting you emotionally because it's so confusing i mean you use the word and that's like i want like a better word i want more words of like what confusion can do to you ultimately like you were saying you didn't focus on yourself when you take the focus off of your own mental health and well-being shit goes awry <laughs> and that's what it is. I mean, I think that's the goal of a narcissist, right? To capture you and put you in a cage and you can't function without them. And it's, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that on, or maybe I've seen it on TV or maybe I didn't recognize it, but I don't know if I've seen um, beyond putting this podcast out and then us finding a community of that too, talking to therapists and um, other people who've experienced that. But yeah, it just feels so isolating. Like you're the only one experiencing this. And it is, you You know, you, you are made to believe you are the issue, even though you don't do anything. Or even if there is like a, a reaction and perhaps a quick reaction, it's because of like the constant push from the other side, like from the narcissist. Like they're pushing buttons all the time. Of course, I'm going to burst at some point. I don't even know what. So this was this was your first relationship, right, Sierra? Yeah, like first serious relationship. Yeah. 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 Same with me. And I mean, talking to you makes me think like it's not a relate like I don't know what to call that experience because now a lesson <laughs> yes yes it was a lesson definitely it was a lesson for me <laughs> it is no most definitely yeah it was a lesson my ex lesson that's what I call them sometimes <laughs> so what are your so everybody can see your social media posts now do you feel like you have more eyes on you so it's like okay you want to I don't know, explain yourself. Like I think about the podcast and I think, what will my parents think? What do they think? This is therapy for me, but what is it like? Cause you show your face. I mean, you show yourself on social. I mean, you put yourself out there in a vulnerable way, which is really, really dope and brave of you considering the garbage you have to go through. What's like the feedback that your family and friends give you? And like, what, what are people that watch your, your channel or your posts? Like, what are they usually asking or saying? What's the feedback? Okay. So how do I fill out with my face in public? I mean, I- originally when I first started, I felt like I was being watched by him and I felt like he was going to try to like smear campaign me, like try to ruin, you know, my reputation. But honestly, I was making videos before I met him. I was on YouTube. So like it was my, I I didn't, I didn't, that part was okay. But me talking about NPD and about him. And that's why I kind of didn't really talk about, I don't really talk about him on my page. I talk about NPD, but obviously it's about him because I'm, I'm still like a little bit afraid that he will try to come and try to, I don't even know what he can do, you know, but like, I don't know. It's like always in the back of my mind. So sometimes I'll take a break a little bit. Like this week I took a break. I, I didn't post at all. I was just like, I can't post. I need a break. I'm being triggered. I'm reading too much. I, 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 I need a break. And, and I think that's okay. As far as like my, my, and I don't care if my face is in public. I mean, he's going to, he, he already knows that I was going to make a, a, a video because he told me not to. I already told, I was, oh gosh, you have no idea. Like, but yeah. Off, get ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was like, you better not. And I was like, well, I can do what I want. You know, like I won't say your name, 
but yeah, I can do what I want. And that's why I don't, I don't really talk. I don't really go into like my personal experiences on, on, on my social media. It's usually like me giving advice, not me talking about him and my, you know, what I went through. This is my first time actually. So yeah. Thank yeah. you. It is deep. It is that vulnerable. So I appreciate it because it is, it's like, and I, and you don't want to give them any energy too. It's like, this isn't about, yeah, you, right. This is about, right. It's because of you, right. but it's not about you. It's, it was about you for a long time. It was about you for a really long time. And now it's about, about everyone, about me and everyone else and helping everyone else, not about you. And, and then as far as like my friends and my family and how, and like what, and what people, you know, message me and, and say things, usually they, they're talking about like their experience and like they need help. And I, and I have to sometimes say like, you know, I'm not a therapist. I can't, I can't really, you know, I can give you advice the best way I can. But if you really need help, you need to go to a therapist. And I cannot diagnose anyone. I I am not a therapist. I don't want to get sued. I, I cannot tell you if somebody is a narcissist. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't even say that my ex was a narcissist. I mean, I believe that he had traits, you know? Right. I, be- I believe that, but I, I can't do that. So, I mean, typically people are usually talking about their experience and they need an open ear because I need an open ear too. Mm-hmm. And I just talk to them back and I'm like, you know what? Like maybe this is like the best thing to do and you have to want to want to leave and I'm not going to force you to leave, but you know what? Just make do whatever makes you happy. And I'm sure they appreciate that probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Absolutely. most definitely. And I wanted to just touch on that. Like I feel the same way that you do in terms of Sometimes I do get a little nervous. Like, oh yeah, I was never physically harmed, but the emotional did the job, and it. So I feel you, and good for you for continuing to do it. And I, I honestly feel like I don't know. Narcissists are like have small dick energy. It's just like you're a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt I was like a little afraid too because I was like, wow, I was around someone who was so dangerous. Like I was like in a house with somebody who was just so dangerous and I was my life was like at risk. But I, I have came to peace with me, you know, having went through that and experienced that. I think that did help me to heal. I mean, I'm still healing, but like it helped my healing process where instead of me being in denial and saying, no, 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 you know, he's not a narcissist. No, 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 what I went through wasn't that bad. No, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. And I went through it and I came to peace with it. And now it's time for me to move on and look for the red flags. I mean, yeah, look for the red flags when I get into a new relationship, because I don't want to go through that again. That was, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. I'm 23 years old, but that was bad. If you don't, if you don't mind, were there red flags in the beginning that you, Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can tell you. So um, definitely like anger. So he would get angry for things that that um, I don't think it matched what he should be like what a typical person would get angry for. He got angry about like little things. For example, I'm very clumsy. OK, I, I knock over a lot of things sometimes and that that is no big deal. I knock over a glass of of of, of wine. He would, you know, make it seem like I harmed someone. I, I was confused. So then this is where I felt like I was kind of walking on eggshells at this point. It's like, okay, I have to be careful what I do. I, have to, I know I'm clumsy, but like, let me be, let me be a little careful. Let me do this. Let me not say this. Let me not do that. That was definitely a red flag, the anger. Um, also, I'm staring at women. He stared at women a lot in front of me, a lot. And it made me deeply insecure for a long time. I mean, I, I, I think I'm better now, but like, it still comes out a little bit, but like, staring at a woman in front of me and telling me that he was not doing it, the gaslighting. He would do it in front of my face and then say, hey, I didn't, I wasn't doing that. What are you talking about? I wasn't looking. 
and it, and it and it and it and I feel like you mentioned like the emotional abuse was like really really big, and for me too, like I feel like the the, the psychological emotional abuse to me was was worse than the physical abuse. And my therapist thinks I'm crazy for saying that, but I I truly believe that it was at because physical abuse you can see it, you know that it's happening, you know that it's wrong, but the emotional abuse you're not you're not sure like okay like am I am I tripping or or am I am I you know am I overreacting or like is he right or is she right whoever whoever you're you're dating like it, it's it's confusing so that's why I feel like it was worse. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you start questioning your own intuition. Right, and and they do it all. On, it's all on purpose. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, it want they, that's what gaslighting is. It makes you feel like you're crazy, and that's what I felt. I felt crazy. I'm like I know I just saw him staring at this woman, but he's telling me that he wasn't, and it's like wait, did it happen? I don't know. And, and and that's where I feel like it it, it really took a toll on, on me, that emotional abuse, that, that gaslighting was insane in the beginning. And then also to um, another red flag, a big red flag I noticed. Oh, I forgot. I had, a, I had another one that I, I really noticed. Oh, he, okay. Sorry did not exist in his vocabulary. That word, I, and the whole two years of me dating him, even in, in the beginning too, it did not exist. He didn't know how to say sorry. He did things wrong. I did things wrong. And I said, sorry. Cause you know, like, like you said, like when you, when you get being provoked so much and you react and I'm like, dang, okay, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way. I, I apologize. Him didn't know how to say sorry at all. He'll hit me. Don't say sorry. You know, like, and it's like, that was in the beginning and I, and I should have, let me not say that. Well, no, we were manipulated. So this yeah. is the part, like you said, like it's the emotion was cause you can't see that shit. How do I explain this to somebody when I have nothing on my body to show that I was harmed? It's in my fucking head. That is the insidious part. Like, I feel like that's why we're here and we're talking to each other. And you're stunning, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> and that's what the narcissist, I mean, like, it's that emotional shit because yeah. it, 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 it sits in your head and it's like it can be triggered and poked at. Because it's a way of feeling like you are not there. Only the person that is harming you is there. It's like you just become invisible. And you don't even trust your own self. It's horrible and anyone who goes through it, it's not your fucking fault. And you don't know what you don't know. And it's the manipulator who is purposely trying to fuck your mind up. And to you for getting out of it. I applaud you a million percent and we are in your community to support you because this shit is so serious and so real and I feel like a lot of women deal with it. I mean it's their songs about it. like I said it's a, it is everywhere but then it's not talked about. It's like being at an all white school and it's like no, we're not going to say you're the only black person there. I mean like that's the easy it's like nobody talks about it, but it's happening right in front of you to you. It's so personal. It's like, what is happening right now? How is it that you stay healthy, Sierra? Because you are healthy. You are out of that garbage. You are beautiful. You're perfect. And you're young, bitch. What do you, I mean, what are you doing to keep your Thank healthy? you. <laughs> yeah. On a day-to-day basis, because it's a day-to-day struggle, especially when you're like newly out of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um I would say my therapist is great. Okay. That's that she, she helps me a lot. And then also, um, okay. So when I, when I was in the relationship, I'm very small. I lost a lot of weight. I was eating a lot and losing a lot of weight. And that kind of got me out of relationship too, because I was like, okay, obviously if my body is telling me something, my body is losing weight and I never lose weight, I need to get out of this relationship. So what I started doing was eating more and, you know, being around people that I was happy with and, you know, saying to myself, I did say to myself uh, for a while, which is sometimes not healthy. I mean, 
they, they say you know, it's not really that, that good to, to, to be alone. But I needed that because I'm, I'm an introvert. I, I come off as extrovert, but I'm not. I'm actually an introvert. But um, I, I needed that that to, to get my energy back. I was sleeping a lot when I was with an narcissist. So I, I, you know, I took some 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 nice rest. And that helped me a lot, too. Even though sometimes I had PTSD during like my, my sleep sometimes crazy. Yeah. But I just, I just started doing things that I, that I stopped doing like biking. I, I used to bike all the time every day, but I hated biking when I was with him. I hated it. I hate, I don't, and I don't understand why I hated doing what I love to do. And then I started doing it again. I started, you know, to, sorry, New York. <laughs> I started to um, just spend more time with my family. And I feel like that, that, that helped me a lot a lot. And also, oh my God, oh my God, this was a big, a big deal for me too. So when I, when I was in a relationship with the narcissist, he did not want me to dress up. Okay. Like if I did, I had to be with him and he would try to, but he, he would say it and tell me not to dress up in a way that was very confusing. It would be like, like be more comfortable, you know, like go put on some sweats or something, you know, like, so I can like, look like not, you know, not, you know, how I normally look. So what I did was in the relationship towards the end, I realized that, okay, this person made me start dressing in sweatpants. I never wore sweatpants. This person made me start wearing like things that I, I wasn't really into. And I knew that I wasn't really into it, but apparently I got into it with the, with this narcissist. So I, I changed my whole wardrobe. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start dressing up every day. If I'm not going anywhere, I'm going to dress up still. I don't care. And that helped me a lot too, by me trying to get back to basically how I was before I was with the narcissist. And I, I guess that, that helped me become healthy i don't i don't know i I didn't really do much but that's what i did yeah yeah you brought your identity back yeah i lost it and i was like i have to figure out what how was i before this person and it was like me dressing up even if i wasn't going nowhere i was gonna dress up and that's exactly what i did and i didn't hang out with him anymore and he he realized that i was leaving that i was slipping away because he realized that my whole demeanor changed i wasn't arguing anymore because i knew that he loved me loved when i argued i stopped doing all that it was just like no let me go back to how i normally am i'm a bubbly person and it helped me a, a lot yeah I like that you refer to your ex as the narcissist. I think I'm going to start doing that. I think that's a oh, yeah, all the time. proper label. Have you found out during like doing this research for yourself, like, damn, there's a lot of narcissists out there. It's, I mean, you can see it on the news. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's still kind of hard to spot out unless I'm like really like, you know, like we're, we're, I'm at like a table with you talking to you. I can kind of like, okay, like that's like a little, that's like a little red flag I saw, you know, like I have a three strike rule now. It's three strikes. <laughs> three strikes you're out in the beginning. Cause it should be honeymoon stays in the, in the beginning and it should be like, no, like little, like little, little red flags. I mean, we're not perfect. Yes. But like three strike rule, you're done. Like your three strike rule. Um, okay. So if you could talk to your, or if you could speak to someone who's going through something right now, um, what would you tell them, you know, right now? They're in the thick of it, right? In deep confusion. What could you say? Because I feel like we can speak to each other when we're in these things. Um, I would say I, I, I don't like to tell people to to leave, even though I feel like they should leave. Yes, 100 percent. But I do say you need to want to leave so that it's it's you won't go back to it. I would say that first, you have to want to leave. And then I also would say that time is important and knowledge is power. If you don't, if you don't know what's going on, you don't know what you're experiencing and you don't want to look for it and you're in denial, you're going to, you're going to go back. You're going to go back if you don't do your research and know, you know, okay, 
I'm trauma bonded and this is why I miss this person, but I should not go back. But I understand that I experienced trauma bond. I'm codependent. I'm this, I'm that. If you don't, I I think knowledge is really, really, really important when it comes to dating a narcissist or after dating a narcissist. Time is important too. I mean, I got out of a relationship four months ago and I feel really, really good. Like really good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel really good. I'm like, yes. Oh my God. I'm so shocked. I'm going to be like, I knew it was, I, I knew I was leaving, but I was like, oh my God, it's probably going to be tortured for like a year, you know? But no, I feel really good. Yeah. I feel really good from education and, and learning about what I, what I experienced. And it's like, okay. Oh wait. Oh my God. I do remember that question. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I do want to say, you said um something about, about like hearing about it on TV or, oh, or, yeah, yeah, or, or yeah. something like that. I, I do want to answer that because I, I, I was reading a book yeah. when I was with a narcissist and this book told me every single thing about my narcissist, like literally from the smallest things. And I said, wait, how can this author know every single thing about somebody I dated? And that's when I knew it was a problem that he, that this author knew every single thing that was an issue with that, that I was dealing with in the relationship he knew you know from the little things from like how, how he would word things or how he would say the exact same thing like it was it was it kind of freaked me out yeah and i was like it's time to go it's like a goddamn script and it might- yeah it was a script yeah my narcissist was always talking about how people were so predictable i'm like you're the predictable one look at you mm-hmm. they got books on you projection yeah like, my, my narcissist say everybody's superficial everybody's so superficial no you're superficial mm-hmm so yeah, that's, I do want to answer that because I, I think that's, I, I never talk about like my, my experience. So I feel like, so I forgot to say everything, but I don't, I don't know. I'm I sorry, know. but yes. No, you know, <laughs> yes. And I feel the same way that you do where sometimes when I'm talking about the experience, I'm like, wait, did I, did I include this? Include It's like, no, fuck it. Like yeah. you're telling your story, how you want to, at your own pace, evolving at your own time. Like you might've said it then. And then there'll be a couple of months later and you're like, you know, I don't think that way. And it's like, it's okay. I'm saying this to you and I'm speaking to myself too. Cause it's, cause it feels so much. It's like, am I saying everything? Like, because it's so all consuming. I mean, so much part <laughs> yeah. you're having to break apart everything that occurred. Mm-hmm. When a lot of it, it's so nuanced because I'm sure the book was saying like, it's the way you phrase shit or the way the narcissist phrase shit to you or the way that they'll ask you to put sweats on instead of just getting dressed by yourself and having that autonomy to do that by yourself. Those little things, because you think, well, this is love, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's all on the assumption that this person's not fucking manipulating me. <laughs> and then once that's decided, it's like, well, everything's out the door. I was in a cult. I speak for myself and no one else, but I use that terminology because that's what the fuck it felt like. Because when I got out of the shit, I was happy as, but I was depressed a little bit. But I was happy because I was like, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was horrible." That was me. I was like, "Whoa!" Right? Oh my god! Like I can't even believe I didn't even. Work. And you start to like kind of even after you leave, you kind of question yourself. Like, how did I just? How did I just go through that? You know, like. How? But it, it, it everything kind of sounds so legit. It sounds right. You know, some things might not sound right. And you might think, okay, this is love. And no, it's not love. It's not love at all. But people don't know that because if you're not aware that it, that it does happen, then you just think that it's okay. Especially since we, you know, me and you've been, that was kind of our first relationship. We kind of thought, well, for me, at least I thought that it was okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, were there any, like, you know, Obviously, I'm sure there was like multiple like fights, right? And whether 
was there a typical thing that he would kind of say for you to come back or like what was that cycle what did that cycle look like for you um honestly like we would fight i am such a forgiving person like it's got me into like things like like this you know like forgiving and having no boundaries I, like i said i had no boundaries ev- like ever until now right and i didn't know that boundaries even existed to be honest so um when we would fight and i would you know get beat up i would just like for- forgive him like 2 hours later it, it was bad it was bad because he would make, he would, then he would go silent and make it seem like, okay, like I hit you because of this, or I did this to you because of this. And also too, like, it wasn't just him fighting. Like I would, you know, defend myself too. So I kind of felt like, okay, since we both kind of fought, then maybe I shouldn't be mad about it. You know, Mm. I didn't, it it didn't, it wasn't really like a cycle of like, okay, I'm going to leave, come back, leave, come back until like towards the end when I realized, okay, I'm not fighting back anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. I'm tired of, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm exhausted. I was literally exhausted. I felt like I was exhausted. Just the word I can just say, I was exhausted and I, I wasn't fighting anymore. And then I realized I was getting like really beat up. You know, like I was like, Oh my God, I can't even defend. My, I'm not, even, I, I'm not even, you know, willing to defend myself anymore because I just gave up. I gave up on everything. I gave up on myself. I gave up on, 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 on everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, you know, I have to go. And I guess that was the only time where I really, you know, left and I was like you know I'm done but besides that no I didn't I never really had that phase of like going and leaving and going and leaving because I allowed so much things to be honest I did I allowed a lot of things that I should not have allowed I feel like if somebody cheats on you and you and they say sorry six times and you take them back then they always going to run in their head okay if I say sorry six times to that person then she or he's going to take me back mm-hmm. that's how they that's how they that's how they think and I always basically took him back and he knew that I was taking back so he could do whatever he wanted yep. yeah yep absolutely yeah I mean and you you actually very beautifully explained your cycle which is everyone's looks different right like you might not be walking out of the door but you're just like I'm starting to mentally get exhausted from trying to be myself in front of a person who I'm supposed to love and who's supposed to love me. Shit just starts not making sense, especially yeah. when you walk out of that space without them. And then, you know, I had good friends and it sounds like you did too. So it's like, why am I getting mm-hmm. such different, different worlds? <laughs> right. This doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I feel like everyone at the end is just like, this is exhaust being with you narcissist is it's like that person and they're probably grooming someone else which is sucks so fucking bad it's like don't do this to another person i would always say that to my narcissist do not do this to anybody else because this shit is fucking horrible but it's it's them they're the small dick person in the room and it's like but you're told it's you it's just it's fucked up and that person yeah there's a narcissist guy who's like on social media talking about narcissists and like how to spot them or whatever mm-hmm. but you had done like a side-by-side thing and it was talking about talking to people who are either currently being groomed or like with a with your narcissist and that's how like i went through the moment of like wanting to but then of course like there's no sense in it because that that was my final straw was he there is a there is another toothbrush in the house so i'm like you're talking about getting me back why we got somebody else like already posted up in here yeah they got a toothbrush what is this so it was just it was just so sad though because it was like i'm finally realizing everything that's happening and i would want to stop it from happening to another woman but there's no 
talking to them about it because there was no they're also being yeah there's no talking to us agree yeah there's no there's no sense in it but it's like that's also why we are here because we don't want other people to go through it and we can't talk to the you know the people who are seeing our exes but like we can talk yeah. to everybody else well, you know? and this is the way to do it yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> someone who might be adjacent to it i feel i mean like you know you come out slowly right you start listening to shit you start reading a book it's not all at once it happens kind of like i think you're i feel like for most people when you're coming out of it it's because you're exhausted it's because it's so confusing that you're like i have to seek something something to leave this or not experience this excruciating emotional pain of from the person i love the most so exactly yeah a lot yeah i think everybody yeah i would say probably, pretty much everyone felt it like okay this is too much and 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 i and i lost myself and it's time to go and i mean i i hope people i i i do hope people figure out you know like those red flags because this is this is honestly like npd and like psychopaths and sociopaths all these people are the 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 platform that people are coming on and, and talking about it is becoming bigger i mean not not as fast as i think it should be but like I, i'm when i have children i'm teaching my children you know when they become teenagers listen people are, can be manipulative and just pay attention i wish i was told that i wasn't told that i had no idea so I mean, it's up to us, you know, us to, 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 to tell, to warn people and, and, and just tell them to look out for red flags and don't be afraid. You can go out and date and, and you might come across another narcissist, but you know, now, you know, and don't get caught up and, you know, protect yourself and put yourself first. And I feel like what you were saying before too, about like, you're just such a forgiving person. I feel like that's how we are as well. Like if you give me a reason, yeah, a trait of a lot of people, right? A lot of empathetic people. Like we understand that people make mistakes. So of course we're going to forgive you if there's a reason. But yeah, to also know at the same time that there are people who purposely manipulate. So if you're seeing patterns and you've already discussed something, like you've already talked about why this uh, way of acting is not okay and that behavior continues, then that's the red flag to leave, you know? Like we've set our boundaries and you've continued to push them. So I need to go. I continuously think that like, yeah, I do wish that, I just can't see 16 year old Adrian being sitting down and being like, someone's gonna manipulate you. I just don't, I feel like you find this information either when you're kind of like, cause it's not normal. Your body, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think we can do the best we can. Having adult mom like you, that would be wonderful, you know, for your kids to know that. But I think it's, you know, they're tricky narcissists. So it's like you, you got, there needs to be more resources out there off jump. Like I like this, like having more, I don't know, clinics because they mark amongst us that's what the creepy thing is like it's like that freaks me out yeah and there's nothing we can do so please keep posting and we'll keep our you know what i mean like because it's real out here there needs to be more information about this shit because it's crazy i i agree 100 percent i i i do think that there needs to be like a class like, like in high school you know, your, your senior year where it's like something where like real world stuff and about manipulation and about control. And you don't want to scare people. Right. No, but you, they, it needs to, it needs to, it needs to be spoke about. 
I had no idea that somebody can control me in a way that was so indirect that you didn't even realize it, you know? Right. I was controlled 100%. That I didn't even know I was being controlled. Yeah. I feel like learning, I feel like learning personalities, right? Like just personalities as a whole, I feel like it would be so important because why wouldn't we be teaching each other how to deal with different personalities? Because they the people that run the country... We're not going down that rabbit hole. So, Sierra, it is almost at an hour, and we so, so, so appreciate you for being on Cult of One. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank you. Wow. It was a lovely conversation. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud yeah, of you, Sierra. Good, good for you. Now. Hell yeah. Thank you. I'm proud of you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs>